In the name of the Lord Jesus, who sends us forth according to his will. Amen. Well, here we are, three days after the day, the big day. Not the day of Yahweh, but what is very close to that in the minds of many of us. Of course, call day, Tuesday night, in which assignments were made to our pastoral and diaconal candidates. The locations to which they were sent were announced. And of course, this was a joyous day for us as a seminary community, a day of great celebration and rejoicing. But for some, it was a day, a night, of disappointment, of discouragement, because their assignment wasn't what they had hoped for, planned for, expected. The location, not what they had desired. The type of congregation, the type of ministry. And so their plans have not coincided with the call that they have received. And there's discouragement. In our text today from Acts chapter 16, we see a very similar situation. The Apostle Paul is going out into Asia Minor, and he has plans. He has plans where he will go, where he and his companions will serve, where they will carry out ministry. And their plans are to return to the congregations of the first missionary journey, the congregations that he had planted there in Asia Minor, modern-day Turkey. And everything is going according to plan at first. They go to Derby, Mysia, but at that point, plans change. We read about this in verses 6 and 7 of Acts chapter 16. And they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And when they had come up to Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So apparently their plans were to go throughout Asia and Bithynia, but the Holy Spirit restrains them, says no, closes the door. Now we don't know how that was revealed to them not to go into those places, whether it was a vision or a prophetic word or maybe just circumstantial obstacles. But what is clear is where they expected to go, where they planned to go, is not where God sends them. And that's oftentimes the case in our lives as well. The plans that we make are not the plans that God has for us. Some old wag has once said, life is what happens while you're making other plans. And isn't that true? I think an even wiser man had said, man proposes, but God disposes. Man proposes, we have our proposals, our plans, our expectations, 
but God is the one who disposes, who arranges for our destinations, for our lives. And sometimes that's a rub for us. Sometimes that's very, very painful for us. And perhaps Tuesday night it was a rub for you. Perhaps you're thinking, Lord, here I have devoted myself to you. I've dedicated four years of study. I've made huge sacrifices for you, gone into great depth, and look at what my family has been put through for this. And now you're sending me there? I don't want to go there. Do you really want me to go there? Is this really your call for me? And we become not only disappointed, discouraged, but resentful and bitter. And we think, God, not thy will, but mine be done. And when that happens, that's idolatry. Because we are putting ourselves over God. We're not letting God be God. We are dictating to him. But God is not some celestial social secretary who just arranges our lives according to our dictates. No, he is God. He is Lord. He is the one who appoints the times and places in our lives. And he has every right to judge our sinful idolatry. Yes, it's true. Man proposes, God disposes. God disposes his will, even when it doesn't jive with our will. And yet, God's will, God's will. Luther, in the explanation to the third petition of the Lord's Prayer, says that God's will is good and gracious. His will is really good. His will is really gracious. And that is great news for us. As we stand in sin, in rebellion, in idolatry, his will for us, he reaches out for that which is good for us, that which is gracious to us. And he bestows his grace upon us in our repentance, forgiveness for our idolatry. This good and gracious will is all because of the one who in the garden prayed, not my will, but thine be done. And the next day, he went to the Father's appointment, to the Father's assignment. He went to the cross. Talk about an unpreferred, undesirable assignment. And yet he did it for you, for me. It was the Lord's will. Isaiah says it was the Lord's will to crush him, to make him a guilt offering. 
so that by his wounds we might be healed that he might bring his grace and his goodness to you through Christ. But God's good and gracious will is not only to you, it is worked through you. And that is why he sends you forth according to his will, to places that we may not know the ending of. Isn't that what he did here in our text from Acts chapter 16, he closed the doors to Paul's original plans, Paul's designs, but he opened another door, a door to a whole new country, a whole new continent, to Europe. Paul and his companions are constrained to go to Macedonia, to Philippi, and there are people who have never heard the gospel message who hear it, receive it, believe it. Lydia is the first European convert, and she and her family are baptized. The uh, Philippian jailer is baptized. And thereafter, in the continent of Europe, tens, then hundreds, then thousands, then millions are baptized, and Europe becomes the center of missionary activity so that missionaries are sent throughout the world that the gospel might be proclaimed around this goal, globe. It was God's will, his good and gracious will, that Paul go where he had not expected or intended to go. And it is God's will for us as well to go where we may not expect or intend to go. About six years ago, while I was serving as the acting placement director here at the seminary, the day after call night, I had a knock on my office door and a candidate came and he wanted to talk. Let me tell you, he wanted to talk. He was not pleased with his assignment. He said, we're going into a geographical region that we hadn't asked for, into a type of congregation, a type of uh, community we had not asked for. This must not be the right fit. And he was even inclined to decline that call. We had a talk, <laughs> and I reassured him this is God's call. God is calling you here. So eventually, reluctantly, he accepted that call and went to that place of assignment. Well, last summer, I received a call from him, and he was in emotional turmoil. I was thinking, has this call really gone as bad as he predicted it would be? <laughs> no. The emotional turmoil was that now he had another call to another place. But he said to me, Dr. Peter, how could I consider leaving this place, this call where I was originally assigned? I have come to love these people and they love me. This is just the right place for me. 
It is so good here. This is such a good call. Good? Yes. God's will is good and gracious. Man proposes, God disposes. Thank God he disposes his good and gracious will to us. Amen.